I think it's really important that people start out playing safe. So, so we the first just... one <laughs> we was start with... obviously <laughs> it's gonna be. The girls are still wearing their clothing, unfortunately. A fantasy of mine is like a gay thing. That's just hot to me. This week, uh, we have a Tara topic. We're going to talk about being... Tara topic. It's a Tara topic. Okay, <laughs> so, bitches. Love you. Wow. Tara gets saucy. Welcome. You are now listening to Sex Uninterrupted with Tara and James. I'm James. And I'm Tara. And we are your sexy, swinging lifestyle hosts. We are here to empower you to explore your sexuality and learn more about non-traditional relationships. The Swinger lifestyle has absolutely transformed our life. Meeting each other has shattered everything we thought about normal relationships. Maneuvering our way through non-monogamy has transformed our view on sexuality, relationships, and sex. So, Tara, what do you think of when I say the word swingers? Hmm. Chances are it isn't what you think. I think swinging is evolving. You know what, James? I'm going to have to agree with you on that because we have things like the internet, social media, and a lot more education surrounding sexuality now. I'd like to think non-monogamy is on the rise and it's not as taboo as we once thought. In this this first episode, we will be talking about modern swingers and what that term kind of means to us. Like Tara said... We're in a non-traditional relationship, and we didn't magically wake up one day in this relationship. It has taken an understanding of self, communication, and a lot of horniness to understand where we are. And I think it's amazing to see the lifestyle and the swinging community and traditional non-traditional relationships start growing more and more and become more socially acceptable. Uh, James, you know what? You hit the nail right on the head with that one, and... Even us being on this podcast right now is kind of an example of how the lifestyle, how swingers are are changing and are evolving. Um, even as a community, we are coming together and sharing more and growing because of the internet. <laughs> <laughs> and you can listen to this radio show on the internet, which has made it so much more fun. <laughs> Uh, so we produce a show every week, um, and we'd like to thank our sponsors um, to making for making all of this possible. Um, without them, we wouldn't be here. <laughs> and uh, we don't really. And if you would like to be one of our sponsors, you can email us at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. Also, if you want to get in contact with us, Tara will give you a list of all the different sort of ways that you can get How a hold of us. How you can be social with us. Yes. <laughs> so we are available on Twitter at SXUninterrupted. We are available on Instagram at sex.uninterrupted. And we also have a Facebook page that you can go and like, Sex Uninterrupted. And we also can be found on the sexy lifestyle. They are going to be kind of the hub for all of our radio shows, all of our radio recordings. And we're building our profile right now. So you can go over to the sexylifestyle.com and check it out. Yeah, and if you want to also check out our website, it's sexuninterrupted.com. Uh, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back with our first segment. Welcome to the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. We are Carol and David, and with us today is Jeff Abraham from Promiscent. So Jeff, you know, intimacy is key to every relationship. Can you tell us a bit how Promiscent can help enhance intimacy? Well, I really think that one of the keys to intimacy is obviously both couples having a satisfactory experience. As any therapist or, you know, urologist will tell you, one of the chief complaints that arises in any intimate relationship is timing, i.e., does the women in the relationship or the woman in the relationship finish? As we've discussed on many occasions during podcasts, other things we've done in the past, there is something called the arousal or orgasm gap, whereas the average man takes about five minutes to achieve climax and the average woman 18. So indeed, I think that is probably one of the reasons why a product like Promescent is 
very appropriate to satisfactory intimacy. Fantastic, Jeff. Thanks so much. Well, that was a great quickie. Jeff, thanks so much for being here. Why don't you tell everyone how they can find Promescent? The best way to find Promescent in its is www.promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T, www.promescent.com. You can buy it directly there. It'll direct you to the retail locations that have it. There's a map you put in your zip code, and there's also physicians and other people that carry it as well, www.promescent.com. Thanks so much, Jeff. We are Carol and David from the Sexy Lifestyle Quickies. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter, all on thesexylifestyle.com. So James, first topic of conversation. What is a modern swinger and what does that mean to us? Well, modern swinging for us, I think, um, has kind of evolved from where we were. From where we started. From where we started to where we are now. Mm -hmm. We technically classify ourselves as modern swingers. What we mean by that is we don't necessarily go around sleeping with anybody and everybody. Or or one night stands. Yeah, we're not typically looking for that. And we're Um, not saying like that's a bad no not at all it's just more of a classification of where we put we where we find ourselves in our relationship right now where we've evolved to absolutely and it's kind of taken on a role on a life of its own to what we've kind of gotten into is making more of a connection with other people Mm -hmm. and what we're looking for is like real deep connections intimacy friendships that may or may not lead to sex something that we can go somebody we can go and do like a vanilla date with and that's totally okay as well uh and also like building a relationship with other people in their family like a lot of people that we're close to have children and i i have a lot of fun hanging out with um them and their kids yeah exactly and their families that they invite over and all these in a non-sexual environment yeah, because we always say that, like, you know, what we're looking for is that deep, deep connection. And sex is just a bonus. Yeah. Now, this kind of differs a little bit. Like, we so are not necessarily polyamorous. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. So when, where does that differ? <laughs> well, technically, we're not going and dating and falling in love with other people. We may fall in love with them as people, but we're not going into the full, love deep connection. love connection that we have that Just we have between, between the two of us. Yeah. And so, like, we... To be honest, I don't know if I could really um, love another person in the way that I love you right now. And who knows, maybe it's because we're still quite young in our relationship. We've only been together for five years. And things can change. But at this point, I, I haven't felt that connection with anybody that we've been intimate with yet. Right. And I think that that kind of develops this whole thing into the friendships that we're looking for. But the things that we can explore now with our friends group, and I guess what we would also call modern swingers, because we've also found people that are looking for that deep connection, that same as us, Mm -hmm. that we can start exploring more about our kinks and fantasies and boundaries, like stuff that maybe I'm not willing to do to you that you're comfortable enough with that other individual. Because I can be kinky. Because you can, yeah. (laughs) Tara's got a king side, let me tell you what. (laughs) But yeah, it kind of has this whole flow that we can now get into a different sort of thing that maybe our partner can't offer us. And we always like to say we're in this lifestyle for variety, like something different, something new. Yeah. And um, for me being like a very sexual blueprint, there's maybe things like you. You like different pussy. Yeah, well, and the <laughs> fact that and the fact that you don't necessarily like anal, and I That's like true. to give anal. You like, to, you like to do bum stuff. I like to do butt stuff. I do too, but I like to be the one doing bum stuff. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so yeah, and also for us, it kind of boils down to um, if there isn't that deep seated connection, the sex doesn't really follow because we find that when we have that deep connection, the sex becomes so much better. Yeah, I I have to agree with you on that. We've definitely had our share of like one night stands and it just wasn't like they they were great and we learned something from it. I think that every connection that we make, we learn and we grow from. But 
I feel better and I feel more fulfilled when we put the effort into making that connection a little bit more deeper. Right. Like, and that's why we say like we're looking for those deep, intimate relationships where, you know, we're gaining friends for the rest of our lives and sex is just a bonus, right? Sex is like the cherry on the top of this massive Sunday that we've built together with other people. That's what we try and tell all of our, all of our vanilla friends, actually, because like even our family and our vanilla friends were like, sex is a bonus. Yeah. We're not just going around fucking everybody. <laughs> That's exactly what I said to my mom when I came out. <laughs> okay. So James, sex uninterrupted. How, how did we mesh the two together? Modern swingers, sex uninterrupted. Well, sex uninterrupted is a culmination of both Tara and myself. I would say mostly Tara of our Thanks, babe. <laughs> of our views and sort of ideas around um, non non traditional relationships, non monogamy, non monogamous relationships. That whole sort of classification of being with somebody, being connected with somebody, mm-hmm. and going out and sharing some all different sexy times yeah and And really for for me what how this relates is that there wasn't really this much content when we started out in the lifestyle and that's why I feel it's so important for us to put the content out there and be transparent about what our relationship is like and how we view the the lifestyle how we approach the lifestyle um I know five years ago I I didn't see stuff like like what we share now or what's out there now there is like not just us like i'm not saying we're the only (laughs) ones out there there is so much good information out there and it was not it was so different five six years ago i can only imagine how different it was 10 or 15 years ago or even the internet imagine 40 years ago when there was that whole stipulation of like keys parties and that sort of thing it just it it kind of you know we're trying to that's what Sex Uninterrupted is there for. It's to help to educate people on non-monogamy and understanding that, you know, it may, I always say this, everybody can do this lifestyle. It's not for everybody. But at the same time, we're just trying to educate people that there are ways of getting into this lifestyle because we do get a lot of questions from people that are like, hey, how do I get into this sort of lifestyle? Or we get lots of feedback from people who didn't realize that this is what the lifestyle was like. And they were too scared or too fearful or had all these fear gremlins inside. Even though they had a desire to explore it, they just thought it was going to be just about sex. They think when they walk into a, to a swinger club, it's going to be just about sex. And that's not the case. That's hardly the case. And you can do whatever you want at a swinger club, even keep your clothes on. So yeah, or stand you don't there. have yeah. to have sex. Um, it's more of fulfilling your fantasies and desires. And that's that's kind of the goal. Um, it's about working towards that, becoming more socially acceptable. And like, so kind of rolls into what we wanted to bring up next is how does one kind of become a modern swinger? Because this is a question we get asked quite frequently. And <laughs> my answer is patience. <laughs> and mine is communication. Those are are two good ones. Patience because it doesn't happen overnight. This took us about two years to kind of establish that this is a thing, that you don't have to have one night stands. I mean, we used to meet people off of Craigslist. Yeah, we were a hot mess. We were a hot mess. We didn't really know what we were doing, and we didn't know that we could do this. And it took us a while to find our tribe and make those connections before we could be modern swingers as we like to say getting yeah and that for us has kind of taken us to this point where when you have those people around you what it takes to be one in this lifestyle and to be a modern swinger is to really have open lines of communication where you talk about absolutely everything and anything that comes up and the people that you surround yourself with those people will understand exactly you know, where you're coming from because you've shared all of these things. You've gone down this path and you've gone and, you know, told them about your rules and your boundaries and all these exactly. little things. And so that you can tell somebody that, you know, maybe maybe sex isn't on the table tonight and they're going to be okay with that because they understand that, you know, from one night to the next, it may be there and it may not be there because mm-hmm. of where you are in your day-to-day life, let alone in your relationship well, that yeah, you have with your significant art, other. The art of saying no, definitely. And I think when you're surrounded by your tribe 
And when you are communicating um, openly, that's when it's easiest to say no to. And sometimes that's what you need to say in order to be in your, be aligned as your, I'm saying in quotation marks, modern swinger. Yeah. It's like, you know, learning when to say no, when it doesn't align with what you want. Exactly. So that was a really good talk. Thanks, James, for (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, thank you, Tara. (laughs) Um, We really hope that this gives you guys some perspective on what modern swinging means to us. We are going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we get back, we're going to talk about my sexuality story and how I grew into the modern swinger I am today. The sexy modern swinger you are today. (laughs) Thanks, babe. (laughs) When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. This is Tara and James, and we have another sexy segment to discuss on Sex Uninterrupted. We just finished discussing what we think uh, modern swinger means to us, and now we want to switch over to talking about Tara's sexuality story and how she became a modern swinger. Oh, sounds so... So I have a few questions that I'm going (laughs) to ask you. So technically, you're the guest on the show right now. Oh, perfect. I love being a guest on the show. Um, so Plus we're, work. We're going to give a little glimpse into uh, Tara Rose, and she's going to answer these <laughs> questions honestly. Um, what so, if I don't? <laughs> well, the, technically, what we're trying to talk about is honesty <laughs> and having that communication. So to start out, can you share with the listeners what your life was like growing up from a sexuality standpoint? Okay, that's a, that's a big one. That's a lot of stuff that I have to say in a very short period of time. So I'll try and keep it to bullet points. Um, okay. So I'd say I grew up in a pretty sexually liberated house. Um, it wasn't, we weren't really like told masturbation was bad. We weren't really told that our sexuality was bad. Uh, there was definitely a little bit of, um, sexism I would say kind of because I grew up with with brother and sister and I think it was tougher for us girls to date than the guys and uh, I think also my parents really drove home (laughs) the fact that you were with somebody for the rest of your life even my high school sweetheart like they allowed him to sleep over but it was it was like I was going to be with him forever and that was you know not not the case at all. We did go to Europe together, but it wasn't, you know. It wasn't the relationship you wanted. No. And, well, I think you evolved, too. And, you know, even in my high school years, I would kiss girls and definitely thought women were attractive. And I didn't really listen to that side of me because I really didn't know what even a bisexual was. This isn't something that we were taught in school uh, were you? Do you remember Not that? Not really. No, I don't either. Like, well, and that's the thing. It's kind of like when you get to a point where you think about, like, there's this whole thing about, like, maybe gay parents having, like, a, influencing their kid to potentially, you know, thinking that they're going to grow up to be gay. But it's like, as straight parents, you know, they're influencing their kids all the time. By just saying, are you going yeah. to, you know, yeah. is this going to be your wife when you grow yeah. up? Or are you going to marry her? Don't they look so cute? Any boy relationship, people glamorized or as like yeah. the traditional male-female relationship. And I did have lots of guy friends growing up. I actually got along with guys more easier than women. Well, I got along with girls, women, way women, way easier. So, yeah, we were... And, but I don't know, it was really tough for us to have boyfriends because even if we were getting to know a guy, my parents wanted to meet him 
right away. Like that was really imperative for them. And it made me uncomfortable. It made me feel like I had to hide some of my feelings and my sexuality because I I didn't know if this guy was somebody I wanted my parents to meet. And as a result, I did move out of the house quite early, quite early in my life. I was 19 and I went through um, a series of relationships because I don't think it was something I was able to explore while I lived at at home. And I I did live with a guy for a bit. And during that time, I even I cheated on him because with I women with women because I'm bisexual. And that urge was so strong that. It just any time I went out with girls, you know, you'd go out and do your girls' night. I would end up making out with girls. Sometimes we go back like and do more stuff at at one of their houses, and it was awful. I hated the guilt, and I hated not honoring myself sexually. It got to the point where I like wasn't even horny anymore, and I'm so happy that I left him. And then I started living my truth more and authentically, my, my path with yes, exactly. And then I was introduced. Well, that kind of leads me to my next okay. question. <laughs> so then, so obviously you broke up with that boyfriend that was early on yeah. in your early, early 20s. 20s. And then around like 24, 25, you started dating this new guy. And I'm guessing my next question is, how did you get introduced to the Swinger Lifestyle? It, well, yeah, it was through him. He was 11 years older than me. So Ooh. quite a <laughs> bit more experience sexually. And... Even though I had like a lot of partners when I was single, I definitely mingled. Um, <laughs> I didn't really do anything kinky and I didn't really do anything that had to be with like group play or having more than just your partner. Involved. Threesomes, foursomes, five. Exactly. Yeah. No, it was kind of like that was really taboo, really off the table. If you did something like that, you were a slut. I didn't want to be a slut. And this was the guy that kind of encouraged the slut in me. I mean, he would like call me that. We would do a lot of kink, a lot of role play. And we, he took me to like parties where sexuality was more open. I wouldn't say it was like swinging because I didn't see like swapping or anything, but there would be like a flogger and we would like flog each other. And you it was know, just a very sexual vibe. It was very, very sexual. And by the time we went home that night, you know, like two in the morning, then we would have like really good sex. And that's kind of how I found out about it. Now, he didn't share a lot of the information with me about the lifestyle. I didn't understand that it was such a woman driven environment. Um, so he kind of, so when you first started your relationship, were you guys open right away? No. No. So you worked up to it. Yes. Okay. Well, no, I didn't even really know about it. It just kind of happened. We didn't oh, really so you, talk about it. Oh, so you didn't do like the steps that we talk about. No. So you didn't do the communication. I felt very in the dark. I felt very like I didn't know what was going on. It was um, a lot of times I drank a lot and even did some drugs just to like, you know, calm myself and feel um, feel a little less anxious in those environments because I didn't really understand what protocol was, what was happening, what was going to happen. It was a little bit nerve wracking for me. And so your relationship evolved into a little bit of sharing with other people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I kind of feel like there was a little bit of limitations behind that. Like you kind of were limited in like what, what you do. were able to do yeah. from his standpoint. Yeah. Just because I didn't know. Right. I didn't know that there was like a whole community out there had had like had, had I known, I probably would have, I don't, we probably still would have broken up. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you lived a small bit of a vanilla life, right? Yeah. And what we mean by vanilla is non-lifestyle. We sometimes say muggle. and Because it's non-magical. <laughs> it's non-magical. <laughs> um, yeah. So um, what has really changed living from your vanilla life-ish because obviously you had a bunch of different partners, but it wasn't like in group settings. So from that vanilla life, what has been like the major contrast between the vanilla life and the last five years of being pretty much invested in the swinger lifestyle? Uh, I would have to say my friends that I've made. And I hope I don't cry on this <laughs> because it was really tough, like being a very sexually liberated woman uh, in in groups, especially surrounded by women, 
Um, I was often name-called, slut-shamed. And even to this day, it happens with my vanilla friends. Like, one of my vanilla friends is getting married. And, you know, I was, like, just jokingly around, like, I'm going to plan your bachelorette party. And she was like, no, you're going to get me in trouble. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm probably the person that will get you in the least amount of trouble because I'm all about honesty. I'm all about communication. And I'm all about consent. Consent. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> and and I would never put her in a position where she's going to get in trouble with her her boyfriend. Other, but, yeah. but she thinks that because I'm sleeping with other people, because I'm a swinger, that I'm all kinds of trouble and can't be responsible enough to run her bachelorette party. So it does, it really hurts. And I've really distanced myself from my vanilla friendships just because they don't make me feel good about myself. Those muggles, they just don't understand our magical world. It's hard. I'm going to cry. But finding the connections, especially the women connections in the lifestyle, I didn't know that friends were like that. Would promote I didn't your, know. promote you for who you are. I didn't know that that's what what I could experience and that was possible. Um, even encouraging, like my self love has gone through the roof because of they are always calling me beautiful. They're always saying I'm so perfect, and you know, like there's just they're so nice to each other, and I never had that with girlfriends ever. No, and there's not much cattiness, right? Like, there's no. no like, and there's not, and there, there is a lot of a lot of them plan girl trips. I mean, you go out, you have your girl trips with swinger girls. Oh my god, it was like, it's just, it's, it's what I wish I had when I was younger because I probably wouldn't have beat myself up so much about who I was. Right, and that early relationship that you talked about kind of maybe would have taken, might have taken a different course if you were able to open up more about your sexuality, the things you like to do, and if maybe if he wasn't involved, you may have ended it earlier or where it got to. Right, so there's a lot of like ebbs and flows of your sexuality, but going from the vanilla life to the last five years, you've developed these great friends, these sort of kind of like this whole community that we that like to talk about. That encourages me to be me and where I don't have to hide myself or feel ashamed or feel judged. And I mean, there certainly are going to be times where we experience negative emotions such as, you know, jealousy and and all of that. But um, that's kind of what makes us grow. That That's what makes me evolve as a person, becoming aware of my emotions, becoming aware of how they feel inside of me instead of pushing them down like like I used to is is just it's life changing. <laughs> well, and that's what you're trying to do mostly with like with the way when you started like technically when you started the blog for our website, you were trying to empower other people, especially women, yeah. to find this life early. So, is there anything else you want to share with the listeners that kind of about my life? Yeah, that kind of would help them in maybe finding their true authentic self that they're looking for. Oh my God, you're putting me on the spot, James. <laughs> well, yes, it, it is your segment. <clears throat> okay. Anything else I would want to say? I, I would just say like, live for you. Don't, don't live for anybody else because I did that for so many years, especially in a relationship. And I lived as a different person in so many different relationships just because I thought I had to, just because that's what you're taught from the minute you're, you're born that you marry somebody of the opposite sex and you, that's it. You grow old, you have kids and you live that perfect life and you don't have to do that. And nobody's going to get angry if you don't. I mean, if anything, you're going to be attracting things that match that vibration Rather People. than constantly fighting it and pushing it down. And <clears throat> it's so liberating being a woman and doing what I, I, I want sexually and being able to do that with you, especially. It's just, it's... Well, I've never discouraged your sexuality. I know. Because, well, and the one thing for us <laughs> is that we got to talk about a lot of these things that we never really shared with anybody else until we met each other. I know. Right? Definitely, like, yeah. And being able to be open and honest from the get-go is kind of, 
that's kind of how we got here, right? Like, was to be authentic we to ourselves. We weren't scared to lose each other. If we lost each other, it wasn't meant to be. And uh, I think that's always kind of the way that we think if, you know, I think now we're a little bit more committed where we'll work <laughs> it out and talk it out. But that's because we've worked on that communication since day one. Really. And honesty. And being that honest and being that truthful. And it's not always glamorous either. Oh, no. We both like, we're both very fiery people. So I want to say thank you, Tara, for opening up about your sexuality. Um, we're <laughs> going to cut to a quick commercial break and uh, we're going to talk about me. James' story. My story <laughs> uh, in the next segment. So stay tuned. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry, no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on and get lost in your very own Throes of Passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the Stay Dry Barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throes of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. This is Tara and James, and we have another sexy segment to discuss on Sex Uninterrupted. We just finished talking about my sexuality, my upbringing, and my sexual past, and how it's kind of shaped who I am. And now we get to go over to James, because he's got a juicy <laughs> sexual past. <laughs> and I know there's a lot of guys out there who probably want to hear about what you have to say because I get asked by men a lot, especially on Instagram, uh, about their role as a single male. And so, James, let's let's start off here. We'll, we'll talk a little bit first about your upbringing, kind of how you were as a child, how your environment was, if you want to take it away. Okay. Well, okay. When I was younger, I grew up in a household that was very sexually open. Uh, I, you know, I think I was like 13 the first time I saw my parents having sex. It kind of ruined me, but no. <laughs> oh my God. but it, uh, it, uh, it was, I was in a very liberating household. Like my mom knew the first time I ever had sex, it was kind of, you know, I you, were, you grew up in an honest. Yeah. Household. Very honest household. So I was very honest with my, my mom. Uh, my parents divorced when I was uh, 11 years old, which I, I actually thought I was 13, and my mom was like, no, you were 11. I was like, great. I'm glad I repressed that memory. Um, <laughs> oh, God, uh, totally. So, yeah, my I grew up in a very honest household. Um, I think my dad, after he divorced my mom, became very much like a sex addict. <laughs> but I think that kind of shaped who I was in a little, in a little bit because my dad was – Kind of an interesting person. He'd give me some advice when I was younger, like never get married, never have kids, and you'll never get hurt. Because my dad had been wow. hurt so many times. Um, oh my god! So it's kind of interesting. So when I was like, I started, I started my first having sex when I was 15 years old, and I realized how much I liked sex. 
Um, like every 15 year old boy yeah but it was <laughs> i think it was more evolved than that like i, I think you're right i, I think I, I i had a thing for sex and sexuality since at a young age me too yeah. like i i enjoyed sex with multiple partners as much as i could i had would have like try to have threesomes with two girls in high school and really do all that sort of thing so yeah i kind of had a very like very sexually upbringing and it kind of led me to when I was like 19 years old, I got a bit of advice from, <laughs> funny thing, my uncle. And he said, go to Craigslist if you want to have sex. And I was like, uh, 19 years old, I was date. I don't know if I was dating at the time. And so I went there. But I was having girlfriends before. But the problem was, is I became like a serial cheater on these women because I couldn't tell them that I wanted more sexually. I wanted something different. I wanted to, you know, maybe see her with another woman or her with another man. Like, I didn't really be, I wasn't able to tell them. So I cheated on them because I was looking for that, you know, other stuff that was out there. Yeah. And it kind of led me to a path of being a bull in a bull well okay a bull what's a, a bull a bull in a china shop no <laughs> um just a bull and we what we call a bull is a single male entering into a couple relationship now i know i'm looking at tyra's next question and it kind of leads into how i yeah, got into yeah i was going to let you roll with it <laughs> how i got into the swinger lifestyle um but that's kind of how i started out in the because you said about your uncle yeah, well, he gave me the advice to go to Craigslist, and I went, okay, I'll go check it out. And I was trying to find women for men because that's – I am I like to call myself heteroflexible. I'm mostly heterosexual, but shit happens. And so I was mostly looking for women for men, but I couldn't really find anything that weren't like a paid ad. Okay, and like an so, escort. Yes, exactly. So when I ended up finding uh, the male, wim- uh, male women for men category – um, that's where I started to kind of become more involved with that. Cause I was like, I have no problem being with a woman, but wants to be with two men. Yeah. Right. I never had that sort of like, Oh, this doesn't like feel right to me. It kind of felt like, like hey, ooh, our peepees are touching. Yeah. Or, well, <laughs> you know, our peepees usually don't usually don't usually touch unless they're in the same <laughs> hole. But <laughs> which happens, which can happen, <laughs> which it has happened. But yeah, so I was I, I explored this single male life for a while. And it kind of for me was a really big eye opener. But I really didn't even know what I was doing. I didn't know that there was this whole community of people that there was this whole lifestyle that people were living that I was technically a part of. It's a big it, thing. And I was like, I was 20 years old. And I was going to hotel rooms and going over to couples places and I was going there just to bang the wife and then I'd go home. Like, and, so, and sometimes the husband just literally sat in the corner. Yeah, so I was also part of like some cuckolding relationships and some hot, hot wifing and, you know. Can you share what those are? Because So cuckolding is more of like where a couple wants to do it together and she is more the driving force on kind of directing him on what he needs to do, whether he like needs to sit in the corner or he needs to watch. It's a very female, almost like a dominatrix, but not yeah. so much. Yeah. That's cuckolding. And denial. Yeah. Lots where denial. Even guys in that sort of like cuckolding relationship will wear a cock cage yeah. where they're not even allowed to get hard. And stuff like that. So it's kind of a very interesting life. And the hot wifing is more like, I have a hot wife. And I want come, to see her get fucked. Come bang her with me yeah. type deal, right? And sometimes they're not there, though. Sometimes they're not there. Yeah. But I also wasn't, I also didn't want to, I didn't know about this whole thing. So that kind of, for me, was one of those things that I didn't want to get involved in that without knowing both parties. I was always firm believer that I didn't want to sit there and break up a marriage or break up a relationship. I didn't want to you have just wanted the, to add value. I just wanted to be a tool. <laughs> like, you just wanted to have sex. I wanted to fuck. And that was my <laughs> thing. I just wanted to go to pound town on somebody's wife. And it really, for me, it was a kind of a, it was very liberating because I started experiencing all these like little kind of fun friendships and you know I'd go visit them in a hotel room or we'd meet in the lobby for drinks and it was just kind of this fun little thing but turns on, me on when you tell me the stories on the other side 
on the other side, I didn't tell anybody that I was doing this. I had yeah. nobody to talk to about all the little things that I was doing, all the little things that um, had been done. It was such an interesting part of my life because I had all these things that I wanted to share and I never got to share them. So then I went through relationship after relationship and I was still trying to do this on the side. And it was like, again, I'm like, I felt so bad. Like you said, the yeah, guilt of the like, guilt. and I, I've apologized to all my ex-girlfriends and I, I actually have because I was like, I'm sorry, I wasn't able to open up with you about this stuff. And it kind of, for me, drove to a point where I ended up having to meet some, I needed to find somebody in my life that I could share all this stuff with. Lo and behold, I got a job uh, in, my, in my hometown and I was stuck in this small little room with the woman sitting across from me, <laughs> Tara. And holy shit, did that change my world because we started talking and that's when she was in her first little relationship. Um, with the guy that with was the 11 guy. years older than me. Yeah, that you had started this sort of LS yeah. sort of thing. And I would tell you stories. And she would tell me stories and I was like, okay, this is kind of fun because I was doing that, but I didn't know what that that it was like part of this whole I lifestyle. I didn't know either. Right. We and, kind of just figured it out together. Yeah, and so I started sharing all these stories of all these little things that I was doing, and it was so liberating to let this go off my chest. And I was able to just, you know, divulge all this information to you, and it, it was so amazing to let this go because I was like, I have it now found this person that one I want to spend the rest of my life with. Well, you didn't think that right away. No, I didn't. But <laughs> also somebody that we can have great, amazing sex, and we can share all this stuff. And and now we're going down the path of actually entering into a non-monogamous well, relationship. And well, and like really, James, when we met. Um, when we first started like out as friends with benefits, we were that that's how we were for about a year and a half. Um, we just had that open, honest communication and we would be with other people, but we would share that between each other and there was really no expectations. Yeah, we had the whole fuck buddies thing down pretty packed because yeah. we were able to share that and there wasn't much uh, there wasn't much of a uh, like that sort of weird judgment or how a relationship should be yeah there was no box that we tried to fit in from the beginning and that kind of i think that's how we got to where yeah, we are so and it it evolved into we never fit in any fucking box no we don't fit into a <laughs> box that's for sure we're always outside the box well and, no no i i too i do i do see the similarities in both of us and how we kind of struggled and finally we found each other and then we were able to fully explore the lifestyle because of that. Now, from when you were back in your 20s doing what you were doing, like with cuckolding, hot wifing, being the bowl, to now, what what views and perceptions have changed about being non-monogamous? Well, it's evolved my entire view on sex, sexuality, and relationships. I didn't know this was possible. I didn't know, like, really, I grew up in a small town where I didn't really think that, you know, swinging was going to be a thing. I thought you, again, like Tara said, got married and had, you know. The white picket fence. white picket fence kids. in the house and the two dogs and, you know, just kind of. Two dogs, <laughs> not two kids. <laughs> no, two dogs. And, and that's kind of how I thought it was going to be. But now looking at what I was doing in my early 20s and where I am now, all of the trips we've taken, all the people we've met, all the different backgrounds, all the different people from age ranges from uh, 65, 70 to early 20s. Like, it's just, it's crazy to see that, like, I had assumed, like most people probably assume, that the lifestyle is a bunch of older people. And who just have sex, who just have sex, orgies, yeah, like orgies or like keys parties where you're going home with somebody else's wife that night or these random things. No I, it has evolved into this whole community feel of everybody loving one another. Like when we went to Nadia, New Orleans, oh my god, it was that whole community vibe, and it's changed yeah. for me to be able to find people that are like me. And like I, when I when I came out to my mom like a little while, like just a month ago, it kind of evolved for me into this whole thing of like, it's more of a community than anything. Yeah, I I, I have to agree with you on that one. Okay. And that's kind of probably what you what's changed for you. It's the same thing for me. 
for me, it's the the friends, the girlfriends. For you, it's the community, which is pretty much the same. Pretty much the same, same exact thing. same thing because they become our friendships and they are our friends. Yeah. It's 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 a crazy thing because again, I thought it was all about sex, and then it turns out it can be so much more. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. Thank you, James. I'm sure a lot of people appreciate that. And we're going to jump to another quick commercial break. And when we get back, we've shared some really juicy questions that we've gotten from social media. We get asked so many questions every day. So we, we've shared some juicy ones and we're going to answer them. And we'll see you in a few. Craving more from your sexy lifestyle? Search our businesses, services, blogs, articles, and videos. And keep in touch with us by subscribing to our newsletter. All on thesexylifestyle.com. This is Tara and James, and we have another segment on Sex Uninterrupted. We just finished hearing about my story, about how I kind of came to be a modern (laughs) swinger or into the lifestyle, as we like to call it. And now we're going to kind of like, kind of we wanted to talk about some of the most questions that we get asked as a couple um, about... Mostly from Instagram. (laughs) From Instagram, about non-monogamy and how we've stayed in it for the last... We've been in it for what, five yeah, five years. Five years. I've been doing it since I was like 20, not knowing what I was doing. And Me too. Tara's been doing Ish. it for like since she was like 23, 24. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. And so we wanted to kind of dive into some like sort of viewer questions. Um, that it, kind of revolve around being a modern swinger too. Yeah. And if you also want to be a guest on our show, you can call and um, send us an email at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com and you can be a guest on our show and we can. And if you have any questions. Yeah, if you have any questions and you want to ask us and we can give you our answer on the show, uh, you can call in. There's a bunch of ways to get a hold of us, um, and we organize shows we're on every week. So yeah. if you want to call in, th- this is the time. We kind of wanted to set up this segment for kind of Q&A with Tara and James. <laughs> okay, so the first question I wanted to, to answer with you was, do you guys always play together? We get asked that question a lot. So uh, when we first started out, uh, we were always playing together. That was kind of one of our rules, and it hasn't changed. It hasn't changed much. We've kind of, we've done it a few, very few times, played apart. But only with people that we have developed that deep connection with and that we trust. And even then, it's still a little, it's just not really what we're interested in right now. I get a lot of ple- case. Okay, so the thing about pleasure is there's two ways in which you can receive pleasure. There's indirect pleasure, which is like you touching me and it feels really good. And it goes to my my pleasure center in my brain and I can instantly receive pleasure from that. The second way is called indirect pleasure. And that's you where said indirect and indirect. Pardon me. You said indirect and indirect. I said direct the first time. Did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought yeah, you said direct indirect. pleasure. Right. And indirect pleasure would be, for example, um, me touching you or me watching you receive pleasure. When you receive pleasure, then it transfers over to me, and then I feel pleasure because of that. And I like to get pleasure overloaded. I really think it's sexy, and it makes me feel really good when I'm receiving pleasure, whether it be, you know, having sex with um, another man or with another woman, and then I see you feeling pleasure as well. That really turns me on. Mostly giving pleasure. When Well, mm-hmm. when everything's kind of going, that's what really gets me going too and gets me in the mood. Sometimes it's a little bit difficult for me to be fully in the moment if I even like hear you in another room doing something and I can't see it. I know some people, it kind of turns on, them on, not knowing what's happening. But for me, it's that's not really something I like, which it can change. That and I always like to stay connected to you. So that's why I like doing it in the same room. So yes, we do always play together. And question number two, do you still deal with jealousy? Deal with? 
deal with. I hate with, that word. Yeah, we don't deal with anything. I don't we deal learn, with emotions. <laughs> we learn to understand them. We feel them. We let them move through us. And yes, jealousy is something that you experience. You will, I will tell most people in this lifestyle, you will find that you will feel jealous at some point in time Absolutely. in this lifetime. I mean, it's an emotion. And I think putting such a negative, uh, what is it? Negative connotation. Exactly. That's what I was thinking of. Um, on an emotion is just making it so negative. I mean, jealousy is completely normal. It's completely natural. I think it's how you choose to de- not deal with it, how you choose to work through the emotion is really where your your strength is. So when you're feeling jealous, sit with it and understand where it's coming from and understand that you can actually communicate this and talk to your partner about it. Well, that, that is was, something that ha- helps us. Exactly. Like you just said, understanding. It's an emotion. Learn how to understand it, how it feels for you, and learn how to kind of figure out a way that to turn it in from a negative emotion into a positive emotion. Well, I think it's still important to feel it and oh, no, communicate. Exactly. And I think once you recognize it and bring uh, feeling to the emotion, that's when it almost it doesn't control you anymore, right? The more you talk about it, the more you discuss it, the less control it has because it's not running through your head a bazillion times. It's perfectly okay to tell your partner, I felt jealous when you did this. And then you kind of work together and navigate that emotion together rather than just putting in a little box and throwing it in a closet and that's how I'm going to deal with it, you know? Yeah, we, we've even had uh, bits of jealousy inside of, but we like to stop, sit down, find out where that jealousy came from, why it happened, and then talk about it. And so that we can work through those motions together and we can actually start to st- figure out you know maybe these things we may may want to not do that or not have this happen or communicate that this may bring up some jealousy with our partner or something along those lines i think i'm better at communicating jealousy than you <laughs> i don't usually feel that jealous i think sometimes you don't tell me when you're feeling jealous I, I've already always, I've, <laughs> that's not true. I've always said, I've always said, I never really get jealous. I get envious. Uh, I never, I get envious of like the position that you're in. Like if you're in between, sandwiched in between two guys, I'm envious because I want to be in that position. Not in between two guys, in between two girls, but I'm just envious of your position. And I'm more point blank. Like I felt jealous when this happened. When this happened, yeah. And you're and like, I'm, oh, that. It's not what I tried to make happen, but let's sit and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and for our last little question, how long did it take for you to co- feel comfortable in the swinger world? The swinger world? Um, I I think we kind of felt comfortable in it from the beginning. Yeah. I, I think I did, at least. Like, even when we were just, like, Craigslisting it and we're being awful swingers because we didn't know what we were doing, um, I, I, we still felt comfortable. I think because we made each other feel comfortable and we felt comfortable doing it together and we had each other, I never really felt uncomfortable. We got nervous. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like we would definitely get like nervous stomach and nervous, nervous feelings. Yeah, but I, I think we kind of when we entered into it, we also – we're we were of, ready of the understanding that we're ready for this. This yeah. is what we wanted. And yeah. it was so easy to communicate with each other about what we wanted that we kind of got to that point where we're like, yeah, I think this is where we need to be. And we've always said, if anything ever happens to us, there's no way we're anyway, n- neither of us is going to be exiting this lifestyle anytime soon. No, no, it's, it's too, it's, it's our home. It's our tribe. It is our tribe. So, that kind of leads us to the, the end. end of our show. Uh, we'd like to uh, thank you guys so much for uh, listening. Um, we kind of wanted to leave you with a little outro. 
about how, you know, we all kind of hate labels when it comes to our sexuality, but sometimes it's nice to identify where you fit in. Hopefully you fit in with us. Uh, (laughs) We discussed modern swinging and shared a glimpse of who Tara and myself is. Are. Are. (laughs) And to show you a different take on what swingers are so you don't have that misconception. That it's just about sex. It's all about sex. Mm -hmm. Uh, the swinging LS can be so much more than just sex. So much more. Yes. And we also have a little piece of advice that we'd like to leave you guys with. We want to remind you to open your mind, your heart, and expand your imagination. And you can find your dreams and fantasies can come true. So I'd like to thank Tara for doing this show with me. Oh, thanks, James. And uh, if you guys still want to get a hold of us, you can look us up at sexuninterrupted.com. You can send us an email at sex.uninterrupted at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Um, YouTube. Yeah, YouTube. A lot of different places. So thank you guys for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. And uh, until then... Keep it sexy. Hey, sexy people. If you're ready to start your sexual evolution, we've got some amazing prizes to give away. Some of the great prizes include Womanizer, the most advanced pleasure product for stronger, longer, and more intense orgasms. SDC.com is giving away a lifetime membership to the sexiest online community of open-minded people. Touch from experience, warm. It warms your personal lube, then automatically dispenses it with a wave of your hand. And we can't forget Throws of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket. Keep your bed dry no matter how wet it gets. For your chance to win one of these amazing prizes, simply send us an email at info thesexylifestyle.com with the word contest in the subject line. Your name will be entered into the weekly drawing and remember to visit our website regularly for a list of the winners and more information about all the amazing prizes and sponsors. Go to thesexylifestyle.com contest page and enter as often as you like. Thank you for tuning into the show. If you enjoyed The Sexy Show, you can find more at sexuninterrupted.com. Don't forget that you can also follow us on Twitter at SXUninterrupted, Instagram at sex.uninterrupted, Facebook, and YouTube. If you want to directly support what we do, please check out patreon.com slash sexuninterrupted today and join our community. We'll see you here next Monday at 5 p.m. on the West Coast and 8 p.m. on the East Coast on the Sexy Lifestyle Network. This November, 4,000 people will be on the sold-out Independence of the Seas Bliss Cruise, offered by Lifestyle Cruising and Bliss. Why do these charters sell out so fast? Five separate playrooms, dozens of meet-and-greets aimed at various cultural and sexual orientations, themed dance parties every night, and all upper decks are clothing optional. Find out about the Bliss Experience on the two upcoming Bliss Charters in 2019. This April is the five-night Celebrity Infinity Cruise, and next November 2019 will be seven nights on the beautiful Navigator of the Seas. Couples love the electric atmosphere on our cruises, and we know that sparks will fly in your cabin. Remember, our cruises sell out fast, so be sure to call Wayne at 908-391-1977. That's 908-391-1977, or visit lifestylecruising.com. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe. Maximize your orgasms and just let go. The Throes of Passion Waterproof Pleasure Blanket guarantees to keep your sheets dry no matter how wet it gets. From massage oils to lubes and beyond, we've got your bed covered. So just throw it down and get it on. 
and get lost in your very own throes of passion. Then toss it aside and bask in the afterglow of great sex in warm, dry sheets. The all-new Naked Fleece provides a soft and sexy playscape, while the stay-dry barrier protects your bed, your couch, and even your carpet. It's machine washable, large enough to cover a king-size bed, and light enough to travel discreetly. To get your own Throws of Passion waterproof pleasure blanket, visit thesexylifestyle.com and order yours today. That's thesexylifestyle.com. Great sex starts now. When the lights are off, that's no reason not to light things up. Lube Light lets you pop its cap for instant illumination so your lube gets applied to all the sweet spots and never the awkward ones. No more slippery midsection, unless you're into that. You can keep it turned on while you're getting down with your partner. Our ambient lighting is soft enough to never blind while you're doing the grind. No matter what lube gets you vibing, it's compatible with Lube Light. Easier to turn on than your last partner, guaranteed. Get yours today at lubelights.com. Also available on Amazon and SheVibe.